What is up, you guys? Steven Emil Housing here, content combat sports editor for the Zone News. It is Saturday, November the 6th, 2021. Welcome to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. I had planned on releasing a whole set of podcasts this week, and I apologize for it. it is, this week's been nuts. Family, professional, it's been a roller coaster of a week. And I, didn't, I got out here on Wednesday, as right now I'm inside my hotel room at the beautiful MGM Grand Garden Arena. Not Grand Garden Arena, but the MGM, uh, MGM Grand. And, man... The zone hooked it up for me. Because I've been booking, I've been booking everything by myself. And once I got to full time with the zone, they, they book all my travel now in my hotel and airplane, etc. And this room, best room I've been ever been in, traveling. You know, I've been staying at the other side of the MGM grain, and now I'm on the is the kids tell me. The upper class hotel room of the MGM Grand. That's what the kids tell me. Um, but it's been great. I got here on Wednesday. My plane was late. The shuttle was awful as I waited 30 minutes for the shuttle to come. And then I had, then the driver proceeds to tell me, well, you're going to be the last one to get off since you're closer to the airport for me to go back. So I'm a raging man. I missed the press conference for Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. The reason I am in Las Vegas for the big fight tonight. And from the MGM Grand Garden Arena, you can catch that. If for some reason you are not here in Las Vegas, and right now this is definitely the place to be, watch it on Showtime pay-per-view. $80? That's a hike. And We'll get into that in a minute. But I was so mad. I'm thinking, I mean, this is going to be like a horrible way to start the week. But it ended up not being that way because I got to hang out with some good friends on Wednesday. I got to hang out with my old boss, my pal, Andreas Hale, kicking ass, senior combat sports editor at Sporting News. Got to hang out with the Adam Schefter and Woj of boxing, Mr. Mike Coppinger. Had a nice dinner with those gents and... I learned a lot from them in, in how to handle my career. I learned a lot from them in the last little bit here. And that, like, four-hour block was really what I needed. And so I want to thank those guys. It definitely means a lot. Um, but, yeah, and then we got rocking and rolling. Thursday we had – oh, my God, I don't even remember. Like, this is all kind of just, like, really – blended in with each other, but had, had, did a lot of, have done a lot of writing. I wrote like seven articles, eight articles, and then since Thursday morning. So I've written a lot of features. Make sure you go to thezone.com forward slash en forward slash news and a lot of awesome stuff. A chat, a great chat I had with Caleb Plant. His head trainer, Justin Gamber. A short conversation I had with boxing's pound for pound king Canelo Alvarez. Colby Covington headlining the big UFC show this weekend. Uh, tonight, actually. We'll get into that in a moment. Rose Namunis. 
Uh, talk to David Benavides, who is going, who we're going to mention David Benavides here in a few short moments, but just a lot of great stuff. So I did a thing with Tiafimo Lopez, Eddie Hearn, and then had the big presser yesterday to formally announce, which this fight is awesome. Devin Haney, Jojo Diaz, WBC lightweight championship. That's going to be off the charts. Had a great chat with Devin Haney. So that'll be coming up later on next week as well. Got a lot of things cooking, guys. Combat sports is rearing right now. And, you know, to be here, there's so much going on. And then had the Canelo plant weighing. We'll get into that in a minute as well. Got some rest. I took a nap. Guess when you turn 40, you take naps. So I went and I took a nap and went to the Virgin Hotel and saw and covered an awesome. I'm going to say, well, the first undercover it was a top top rank card at uh, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas and what a main event! Michaela Mayer, Maya Viva, Maya Via Hamadouche. What a fight that was! Oh my God, I, I live blogged that that what that fight was amazing. One of the best fights of the year. Man. Uh, Fury Wilder, man. I'm thinking, so I think maybe we're going to get something special tonight. Fury Wilder off the chain. Michaela Mayer, Maya Via Hamadouche off the chain. Two of the best fights of the year. We'll see what Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant bring tonight. But, you know, then just crashed. I wasn't going to get food. I was walking back with, and I want to give him credit, Sebastian Milo, kicking ass, his own social, made another buddy. And I was like, we were coming back here, and I'm like, man, I'm going to bed. Then I got hungry. I'm sitting there, I'm watching Miss Cogeniality out of all movies. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go and uh, get some food. So I got some food, and I relaxed, and seen what's going on in the world, and I was going to go to this thing today, it was supposed to be, Jake Paul's supposed to be doing a media session, and I'm like, I'm tired, got work to do, I got to write this feature on Rose Yunus, which you can check out right now, and I'm like, and I'm just tired, like wore out, this has been a really hectic few days, and but it's all been worth it, I got some great stuff, Great content you're going to be seeing for DAZN News with. I mean, look at next week. I'm going to have stuff with Hami Munguia, Gabe Rosado, Devin Haney, Eddie Hearn, undisputed junior light, junior welterweight champion Josh Taylor. I got to, I talked to him a little bit yesterday. So just got some stuff with Tiafimo Lopez. Just a lot of a lot of awesome stuff that is coming down the pipeline, and I'm just very excited. I'm very blessed. I want to thank everybody. Um, but you know, the train does roll on. And the reason I'm here, it is Caleb playing Canelo Alvarez. And but before we go any further, I want to say the guest for today. Oh my God. He's fantastic. Two time WBC super middleweight champion, David Benavides. He returns to the ring next Saturday night out in Phoenix against Kyron Davis. But we talked a lot about Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. Talked a ton about that fight. He breaks down the fight, gives his prediction, and then we talk about him and Canelo Alvarez because me, among many others, feel 
that is at the test for David Ben for Canelo Alvarez and the test his status as boxing's pound for pound king. So a very good chat with David Benavides. Don't forget you can guys you can listen everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just hit that subscribe button, rate and review, and bam, you're all set. But you know, you look at tonight, big, 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 big fight. And you know, you look at the odds. I looked at the odds. I went down to get breakfast here at MGM and through Bet MGM. Before this morning, Canelo Alvarez was a minus 1,000 favorite. Then uh, Caleb Plant was a plus 600. As of a couple hours ago, about two hours ago from recording this, Canelo Alvarez still a minus 1,000, but David Benavidez, I keep, I got David Benavidez like on my mind. And Caleb Plant now a plus 625, and there was. Been a little more money getting put in on Canelo Alvarez, so which has bumped up those odds, the plus 625 for Caleb Plant. I always say if you get odds above, like, plus 400, plop some money, even if it's 10 bucks, 25 bucks. What do, you, what, do you got to, what do you got to lose at plus 625? There's nothing, there's no value in minus 1,000, even if you're plucking down... 50 grand. But hey, there's some value there in Caleb. I, you know, it's he's got a long jab. He's got great footwork. He's got better power than people expect. It's not earth-shattering power. You know, he's 21-0. and 0. He's only got, you know, out of those 21 wins, he's got 12 knockouts. Knockout rate's about 60%. You know, you can't. And it's not a knock on him. That's just what it is. And, you know, but this is the fight he wanted. This is the fight that PBC designed for him. You know, facing lackluster competition and getting to this point, getting under the skin of Canelo Alvarez, getting under his skin like no one we have seen since Gennady Golovkin. And we've seen what happened when that happened leading into the rematch. And... I think we've seen, I think we all can agree, we've seen the best of Canelo Alvarez in that fight. But this is just another big fight for Canelo Alvarez. The event is sold out. Not a surprise. Is Canelo is not only boxing's pound for pound king, but the marquee attraction here in the United States. You know, that's nothing new for Canelo, but this is a whole new ball game for Caleb Plant. It's different fighting in front of eight, 9,000 people in your hometown of Nashville to going to Las Vegas. You're going to have a sold-out crowd. And evidenced by yesterday's weigh-in, it's a pro-Canelo crowd. You know, this is Canelo's home away from home, per se. And he's ready. He feels he's ready. And Caleb Plant feels he's going to be the guy. He's different from Billy Joe Saunders. He's different from Avani Yildirium. He's different than Callum Smith. We're going to find out. That's why they fight. That's why I'm here. I'm here to see someone's going to become, in the four-belt era, the first ever undisputed super middleweight champion. But Caleb Plant has a very narrow path to win. He's got to set the tone early. He's got to work off the jab. He's got to use good footwork. 
And, and I honestly think he's got to fight more on the inside than he's accustomed to seeing. And the reason I say that is Canelo likes to get and start digging that body. And he's not going to get full force on the body if you're going to, if you give him range. Work off the jab, go, and then go on the inside and start going to work. Press the action. Yeah, the jab worked for Sergey Kovalev. But what happened? Kovalev got caught. Started working in for Billy Joe Saunders in the middle rounds. Back in May, and look at what happened there. He broke his face. So, you know, we have to look at this. It's not a disrespect to Kane the plan, but right now Canelo's on another level, and he's just entering his prime. And think about that. He's in just in the beginning stages of his prime. This is a 15-year veteran. Started boxing at 15 years, at 16 years old, however you want to, 15, 16 years old, however you really want to put it. He's been in the game 51, 56-1-2. and two. He's going during his 60th fight, guys. 60th. Only 31. But the pat that, that's Caleb Plant's best recipe for success. Canelo Alvarez can win a bunch of different ways. You want him to win a boxing match? You can go win a boxing match. You want a boxing match with Gennady Golovkin in the rematch. You know, he can look at what happened. The same thing with Sergey Kovalev. You know, it, it, but if there's so many similarities between this fight, the Billy Joe Saunders fight, and the rematch with Gennady Golovkin. A pissed-off Canelo Alvarez is the most dangerous Canelo Alvarez. And what I mean by that is he's not going to go in there reckless. He just gets more dialed in. And that's a sight to see. Because that could, you that always can go, that always goes one of two ways. You can either come in below your load and have that adrenaline dumping. You don't have that necessary stamina if it goes into the championship rounds. Canelo Alvarez is smarter than, okay, he's going to take his time a little bit. But when he finds the weakness, he's going to pound on it. Look what he did to Callum Smith. Look what he did to Billy Joe Saunders. You know, look at what he did to Gennady Golovkin. He found a point with Gennady Golovkin that your power isn't as big as I thought it was. And Canelo went toward the same thing with Miguel Cotto when he won the middleweight title. So... There's different ways this is this can go for Canelo Alvarez. He's got more paths to victory than Caleb Plant. Maybe Caleb Plant surprises us all and he knocks him out and it's all a moot point and we get ready for a rematch. I just don't see it happening. I think Canelo Alvarez wins. I think he wins rather easily. I'm going to go seventh round stoppage. I know a lot of people have been saying ninth. Going seventh round stoppage. Canelo Alvarez remains, holds on to all his titles, and become, takes Caleb Plant's title, IBF strap, and becomes the undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. And people have been asking me about, you know, you know, this whole thing about Canelo fighting on Showtime and not the zone. I've been getting asked about it, and, and we'll talk about it here a little bit. It is what it is, you know. It, that is the luxury of him being a free agent. He can pick and choose where he wants to go. Put it this way. And this is from talking to different people around the sport. And he's the unofficial, Eddie Hearn is the unofficial official promoter of Canelo Alvarez. Eddie Hearn is here. 
He is in Las Vegas. He was at the weigh-in yesterday. He, he's he been in Vegas for stuff with Tiafimo Lopez. He was here for um, Michaela, the Michaela Mayer, Maya Villa, Maya Villa, Hamadouche fight. Eddie Hearn's here. He'll be here. He'll be in the venue tonight for Canelo Alvarez. I call it, I don't know who I said it to on Friday, but I call it, it's just such a bromance between Canelo Alvarez and Eddie Hearn. Just something about their relationship is just like, they both love each other. But Canelo also knows it's a business. And and Eddie Eddie understands that to where I don't think others do. And this is a big deal. And Eddie told him. Now I know what the zone told him too. Hey, we get it. You go become the undisputed champion. You know, where it should every every to me, every fighter in boxing shouldn't be a free agent. Should go on a fight by fight. They'll go for the best fights. That's how big fights get made. Period. Look at Canelo Alvarez. He fought. You know, this is his fourth fight in eleven months, three of them on the zone, and now he can go to PBC and he can go take care of business there and then then he's got a big decision to make after that because he's got a litany of options, and we'll talk about those tomorrow. But, you know, it's a, it's a bigger fight than people expect. I think the pay-per-view is going to do okay. I think it really hurts, and I think it was a bad idea by Showtime and Canelo Alvarez to put this fight card opposite of UFC 268. That card is fucking loaded. It's at Madison Square Garden. You got an unbelievable title fight headlining it with Kamaru, the rematch between Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. You got Rose Namajunas, uh, Wing Zhale, uh, Wale Zhang rematch for the women's strawweight title. You got freaking Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje kicking off the main card. Main card is fucking loaded. It's just fucking loaded. And I know a lot of media is there. Not much media here. There's their typical media in there, but there's no one here out of the ordinary. There's some. More, there's more journalists from Mexico, but that's that was to be expected. But it's not this over barrage of media like I expected, just because of the significance of this fight. It was just a bad move by Showtime. The UFC had that date booked for over two years. This date booked for over two years. It's hard to book Madison Square Garden. It really, really is. Because of the pandemic, the UFC had to book it. They've had this date on hold. Everyone knew that. And the break-even point's around 550,000 buys from what I'm told. I think it does that. I don't know why it wouldn't. This is boxing's biggest star, but you got to look at this card's $10 more. And the undercard is trash. And people will come out and say, well, you know... Canelo's getting $40 million guaranteed. Caleb Plant's getting $10 million guaranteed. But, yeah, okay. But, and, then, and this is where I, I, my brain gets... People are like, well, you know, that's why the undercard's shitty. You still could have put one good fight, undercard fight. I know at the end of the day, yeah, it's the undercard. Look at the great undercard with Fury and Wilder, and it did like 700, 750,000 bucks. Fury Wilder 3. 
and that undercard was loaded. But you want fans to get their money's worth. You know, fans want to see great fights. You know, and I think the $80 price point, boxing shoots themselves in the foot with this $80 price point. Because look at the UFC show. That loaded show is 70 bucks. Okay, you can say 70 bucks. It's a little ridiculous. But, but god damn, it's a great card. It's worth $70. This card tonight ain't worth 80 bucks. As much as I love Canelo Alvarez, as much as I am, yeah, I'm primarily now a boxing writer, but I also write about the UFC and wrestling, and I'm more excited for that show. I'd rather be at Madison Square Garden. You know, you, I know a lot of media that would have been there instead of here. It was just, I think it was just, I didn't like when DAZN did that, when they did Canelo and Sergey Kobolev opposite Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. And that turned into a giant cluster. That was a mess. So I think, in, I think it does over 550. Right now there is giant interest. And just checking the Google trends, it's trending very well already. So there's hope that way, and there's been good marketing. I think the marketing could have been better. Yeah, there's TV spots, but you're not. You can put those spots on there, but you're not paying for them because it's part of the Viacom family. So you can throw spots on every game, which was still smart to do for college football, the NFL. That was very intelligent. But why weren't these guys on? either Colbert, Craig Ferguson, or anything on, or the Trevor Noah show, anything related on MTV, Paramount, you know, you got to try to, I didn't see any of that. Of all the various platforms Viacom has, they didn't do enough. Like, well, you know, 15 million people are watching football. How many of those 15 million people are watching commercials? It's always my views. People said that about Fury Wilder uh, too. How many people are watching commercials? You know, this day of age, the DVR is so prevalent. You know, live sports is live sports, and I, and I get it, but a lot of people don't watch commercials. They go, get up, go to the bathroom, they got some food, have some drinks, they get up and stretch. But I'm very intrigued to see who what does more buys tonight. They're splitting the audience, and it's never good for combat sports. It's niche as it is, and you don't need to be splitting the audience. So we'll see what happens. I'm putting my money on it. I think the UFC does better numbers tonight. Not by much, but I think the UFC does do better numbers. But enough of me. You guys don't want to hear from me anymore. But let's let's get to the star of this podcast, the two-time super middleweight champion in the world, the man many feel, including myself, is the man to dethrone Canelo Alvarez, David Benavides. This man really doesn't need an introduction to the boxing world. One of the boxing's, he's not even a rising star. He is one of boxing's biggest stars at super middleweight and in the overall sport of boxing. He faces Kyrone Davis Saturday. And it's unfortunate, it's November the 13th. It's unfortunate he has a new opponent, though, from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona, live and only on Showtime, the one and only David Benavides. And David, I know we were supposed to talk last week, and I got reached out to pretty early in the morning when the news came out about Uzkategi, and just want to get your thoughts on 
When you found out what happened, what was your reaction? Um, you know, when I, initially when I found out was what happened, you know, I was just very um, disappointed, very frustrated because um, it was basically the second time. You know, first time was my fault because of COVID, and then this time it's with him with uh, steroids. So, I mean, um, it's kind of disappointing too because that's a fight I wanted. You know, I knew it was going to be a tough fight, but I knew I, I could stop Buscatecki. You know, even him being on steroids, I don't think um, it would have made a difference. I think I would just would have broke him down. You know, I, I just seen too much holes in his game and too much flaws in his game. So I, I think I would have, well, I knew I would have stopped him. But, you know, it's just, you know, he's just a dirty fighter, man. And just, it just, that just shows you how much, how scared he was of me. Because we had did, previous to that, we had did almost, we did three drug tests before that. Okay. Not even mentioning back then before, before I, I I tested positive for steroids. I mean steroids, fucking uh, my bad, fucking COVID. I was thinking of him before I tested positive <laughs> for COVID. <laughs> for COVID, so we had did in total we had did like six tests. Okay. And then he last week I think he just got a, um, I think we were done. He thought that we were done taking a taking a drug test and then he comes out positive for steroids you know i think last week i had did uh we both got hit for the drug test on tuesday okay and then he came out positive it was yeah it was last week okay yeah, last week so we got the news of it on wednesday so i mean i think he was done i think he thought we were done taking drug uh, the, uh, the drug test so he came out positive for the steroids and um yeah man it was just funny he's just a just a dirty fighter and that's probably he was just probably scared he probably knew what was gonna happen to him so i mean but it is what it is bro i mean honestly sometimes shit like this happens um but i can't overlook my new opponent i can't overlook my new opponent because you know um sometimes i think this is kind of a fighters mess up they overlook their other opponent because it gets two weeks notice or whatever notice and i just got to be ready but i'm very excited still because i know uh it's going to be a great fight, man. It's going to be my first fight crowd, you know, and I think since, like, two years, you know, I haven't fought with a live crowd since I fought Anthony Durrell. So, um, I'm excited, man. Uh, it's going to be a big card for me. It's going to be a lot of support, you know. Um, I got all my fans coming in, you know, from Phoenix, or they're going to be there from Phoenix, Arizona, and everywhere around the United States. My brother's going to fight on the card, and I'm just very excited, but it's, it's really a big opportunity for me and to showcase, you know, some of my skills to my fans. Fans, I've worked extremely hard. I've worked extremely hard for this camp. I've been training over, fuck, over like almost three months. You know, I've been away from home too. I've been away from my son. I've been away from my wife. And, you know, I'll put everything into this training camp. So I'm just, I'm just excited to showcase my skills from November 13th. Do you find it... It all disappointing because, you know, I, I listened to some stuff you had said in regarding in leading up to Uskategi and, you know, it felt like coming off that, you know, it seemed like this was going to be the statement fight you were looking for, you know, make that do something no one else had done and stop Uskategi, do something Caleb Plant was not able to do and stop someone as tough as Uskategi and in a way, is it disappointing you don't get to make that statement in a big fight like that or do you feel like the same statement can be made against Kyron Davis. Yeah, I think it would have been a little bit bigger statement because 
Uskatek, he was already a former champion, you know, and um, he's a strong fighter. He's never been stopped. And, you know, uh, he has punching power like me, so I think that would have been a little bit bigger statement. But I feel like just uh, this, if I showcase my, you know, my skills and my speed and my combinations and my body shots, I feel like it could, it could still be the same statement. I think my fans just want to see me in action. They just want to see me live. So, I mean, and... You know, COVID is kind of coming. It's uh, almost, and I'm not going to say coming to an end, but it's cooling down a little bit. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, when they come to my fight, you know, it's a, it's a great event. You know, it's an action-packed fight, and they just get to enjoy themselves. And I just, I'm excited to see the, the people back. But, you know, I'm definitely looking to make a statement. Um, and then also, too, you see, he's a tough fighter. You know, Anthony Durrell can stop him. And Anthony Durrell is the next champion as well, so... Um, it's, I, I still got to go in there. I can't let my guard down. I got to, you know, I'm still working hard and I got to, uh, I got to, I'm still trying to go in there and give an impressive fight and stop, uh, stop Tyrone Davis. Are you going to watch Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight, man. I'm very excited for that fight. I feel like both these guys have a lot to prove and, um, you know, it's going to be a great fight. I think Caleb Plant is going to do better than people are. You were just saying about how Caleb's going to give Canelo a harder fight than people think. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously he's fast. He has good uh, uh, head movement, good defense. And, I mean, you've seen, you know, Canelo get problems with people like that. And, and you know, he has, he, has a longer, he has a longer reach and he's taller. But um, I feel like, you know, Canelo, he's going to adapt. You know, I think Caleb Plant kind of gets tired towards the middle rounds. But, like, when it's fight like this, fights like these, you know, uh, uh, you know, the best really come out of the fighters. So I think it's going to be a good fight until Canelo cuts the distance. He starts finding the body. He starts finding the range. And I think it might end a little bit early. Uh, not early. I think around the ninth round. Around the second half of the fight, I think that's when Canelo's going to turn out, and I think he might possibly stop Caleb Plant around that there. Are you going to Las Vegas? What? I'm sorry, what did you say? Are you going to Las Vegas for the fight? No. You know, I, the reason I'm not going is because, um, you know, I, I don't really want to put the fight in risk either, my fight, you know, because, you know, there's still COVID, you know, so, I mean... I mean, and last time when I went to, uh, what fight did I go to? I went to the fight. I went to my, my, uh, my teammates part, uh, my teammates fight in Carson. Okay. And obviously, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I got a lot of fans and, you know, people like to come up and take pictures with me. So a lot of people making contact with me and, you know, I don't know. I mean, it only takes one guy, especially when you're cutting weight, Mm -hmm. your, uh, your defense system are lower than usual. So it only takes one person, you know, to get you sick. And, you know, I mean, since all this stuff has been happening and, you know, I don't really want to put the fight at risk more than already is. You know, I already got a, I got COVID already and then the fight, my fighter fell off. And then now, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to put it at risk, you know, going to a fight like that. But I'm definitely going to be watching no, I absolutely I agree with that 100%. And a couple more questions, David, and thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated yeah. and you know, I thought it was really brilliant matchmaking here by PBC in putting and having Canelo and Caleb fighting on Saturday, and then your fight is even though yeah, COVID happened, but 
the scheduling still it ended up working out perfectly because now you're gonna fight the week after Canelo Alvarez and it's really gonna shine a spotlight on the super middleweight division and what do you feel like because you know this division was led by you and Caleb already what do you feel like Canelo El- what does Canelo what does Canelo add to this division you know, he's definitely the, the main star of the whole boxing, so it really adds a big, shines a big light, you know, to us, because every time they talk about Canelo, like if you, when you was fighting on Dazzin and, you know, they mentioned the top 10, you know, I'd always get mentioned right there, too, so it brings a spotlight, spotlight on me and the division, you know, I feel like this is a great, really good division, so it definitely brings more eyes to our division, and, um, you know, obviously more eyes for our division is better for me, too, because I feel like I'm one of the best right now. I'm definitely top two or top three. So, I mean, uh, the more people, the more he fights, the more people, you know, start to look around, Google who's the top top three, top four, top five in the super middleweight division, and my name always pops up. So, I mean, after um, that's, that's what's good about Canelo fighting this weight. You know, I've said this to a lot of people, and I know people that I talk to around the sport, you know, feel the same way, and we the sentiment is you are the toughest fight for Canelo Alvarez, just for the, the ferocious style you bring in the ring in your overall skill set. Do you feel you are the biggest threat to end the reign of Canelo Alvarez? I definitely feel I'm the biggest threat because, like I said, to uh, for in order for a fighter to give a good fight to Canelo, you know, he has to you know, have punching power to keep Canelo off of him and respect him. You know, none of these guys have fought, you know, fought Billy Joe Sanders, Avni Ildrum, um, Callum Smith, now Caleb Plant. They don't really have punching power like that. And me, I kind of do a lot of the same stuff Canelo has, does, you know. He uses good jabs, he uses good body shots, good combinations. And, um, you know, I'm young and I'm hungry, man. I feel like the younger fighters always are hungry, the hungriest because they have more to prove. I feel like the other fighters, you know, you look at Kovalev, you look at um, Billy Joe Sanders, they, um, those dudes are closer towards the end of their career, so if they take a loss, it's not a big deal for them. They're getting a big paycheck, and they say, you know what, we'll head home, you know, we, we don't have to keep fighting. But for me, I feel like I could, this is this is barely the start of my career. Everything I worked for in my career up to this point, this is barely the beginning of my career. This is exactly where I wanted to be at, and I've done the groundwork already. Now the hard work is really here. So, um, you know, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking to be the one of the best fighters in my generation. And you know, this it starts now. You look at Terrence Crawford. You look at a lot of great fighters. You know, they don't really start getting to the peak of their career until they're like 26, 27. You know, I'm barely about to be 25 next month. And you know, I've been a two-time world champion, so I feel like my career is barely starting. So I still have a lot to prove. And, that's what, what makes me so dangerous. You know, I'm hungry and I want this. And, and um, you know, I'm a big puncher like Canelo. You know, I have 24 fights, 21 knockouts. I have a lot of speed. I have, a, I have great jabs. I have great body shots. You know, so I'm a very dangerous fighter. And I feel like I'm the one to be. I am the one that's going to be the one that dethrones Canelo one day. Where would you prefer that fight if the fight takes place? Where would you prefer the fight, 68 or 75? Honestly, anywhere, bro. 68 would be perfect. 75 would be good, too. I mean, I feel like I'm more comfortable at 68 because my whole career has been here. 
But I mean, if I want to, if, it, if we do it at 75, we could do it at 75 too. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I feel like I'm, I'll be even stronger going up to 75, but at 68, I'm stronger as well. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. And one more question on this topic, because it just popped into my mind when you were answering the question before. And what odds do you give to the fight happening in 2022? Because it, it seems tailor-made the way this is structured is if Canelo does what Canelo does like over Caleb and you take care of Kyron, it seems like a, you guys are on a collision course to meet sometime in 20, 2022. Do you feel the odds are pretty good that this will happen in 2022 and we'll all get the fight we want to see? I think so, man. I think, you know, um, I think everything is happening at perfect timing. I think timing is the best. Um, everything happens at this time. And um, I've got more experience. You know, I'm getting older. I'm getting my man strength. And I think 2022 is the year that everything's going to happen. Because, you know, if you look at it, you know, there's not really nobody standing left for Canelo. You know, unless he goes up to 175. But, you know, there's still a lot of good fights right here. 168. So I really think it could be made in one. It, it can be made. You know, everything goes goes right. It could be made next year. And we'll end with this because first things first. You do got Kyron Davis before we talk about Canelo, Caleb Plant, or anybody else. And when you envision the fight in your head, David, how do you see yourself winning on November thirteenth? I see myself winning by knockout. You know, I've, I've took myself out of there mentally and physically. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. You know. Um, I'm working extremely hard. I put the hard work into for this fight, and you know I'm ready. I'm ready to go in there and give my fans a knockout. That's exactly what's going to be. It's gonna, I'm going to win by knockout. David, it's been been a long time since we chatted, so thank you really so much for the time today. It's really appreciated. So close to the fight. The best of luck on November 13th. We're definitely going to be watching live on Showtime out it at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. The best of luck. And hopefully when we talk next time, David, you're fighting Canelo Alvarez. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, and hope you have a good day. You too, David. Thank you. A huge thank you to David Benavides. He faces Kyron Davis on Saturday, November the 13th, out in Phoenix, Arizona. You can catch that exclusively on Showtime in the Showtime app. Kid gets it, man. Gets it. You know, he's not happy with it. Liked everything with Uzi Kategi, which I get. I don't blame him. I'd be pretty ticked off at that, too. I thought that was a little... That was some shenanigans, not going to lie. But, you know, great breakdown. Like, he gives Caleb Plant... As much as he hates Caleb Plant, he understands that Caleb Plant's still a good fighter. He's going to give Canelo Alvarez some fits for a while, which I think we all are under that same idea but he thinks ninth round stoppage and <clears throat> I don't I tend to agree with that I really really do so I'm really looking forward to that fight tonight I think it's gonna be really really good it's gonna be good for the time at last and it's always good to see Canelo Alvarez you could say Caleb Plant is not ready for the moment but that's like but that's why they like I said earlier that's why they fight guys and that's why but we're going to see what happens. I got Canelo Alvarez winning seventh-round stoppage to become the undisputed super middleweight champion, and from there we see what happens. But a huge thank you to David Benavides. You could see, like I said earlier, you can watch him November 13th out in Phoenix, Arizona, live on Showtime. 
big thank you to him. Big thank you to PBC for arranging the interview. You know, I want There's a lot of backstage politicking going on regarding PBC and DAZN, and I'm not getting into that because that that's above my pay grade. But I will make clear though, people at PBC have, and their PR team have always been great to me. I appreciate that. You know, I know. I don't know why it gets weird. I think pettiness is we're all older. You know, we're all trying to grow the sport. At the end of the day, we want to see what's best for boxing because it helps everybody. It helps the zone. It helps Showtime. And it helps PBC, Matchroom, Golden Boy, Top Rank. Oh, it helps everybody. That's how I honestly feel about it. We need to all get along. It makes things a lot easier if we can all just get along. Doesn't always work that way, unfortunately. But I think we all can if we can all learn to get along and we can all play in the sandbox. We can all have a good amount of sand. We all just have to share. Because at the end of the day, it's gonna help grow the sport, it's gonna make everyone more money, it's gonna create more jobs. Why can't we knock her? We should be creating more jobs. That allows me to do what I do, and a lot of, and I see a lot of hustlers in this game, and it makes me very appreciative of what I have and what I got. I see the grind a lot of these cats are on, and it makes me very appreciative every single day. But you can find the Walkway to Fight Club. You can find the podcast on on everywhere iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms and simple guys. Walkway to Fight Club. Simple as that. Walkway to Fight Club. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review. Give it five stars. Leave a good review or leave a shitty review. Um, I really want to know how we're how this podcast is going. Got a lot of cool and unique stuff. I'm going to have a post a post show recap. I don't know who I'm going to have on. I'm I'm going to be in the media center. So maybe I'll I'll try to nab a media member or two and See if we can talk about the fight tonight. But I want to thank everyone so much. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And I'm very blessed and I'm very honored to do this. Thank you to ben, David Benavides for the time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the fights tonight. Enjoy the, whether it's UFC or Canelo Plant, it's a great day for combat sports. You never have enough marquee fights. Thank you guys so much. This is Stephen Milhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time.